0: Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be joined by Roman Saruosa to talk all about the CBS series Ghosts. Um, I wanted to start by asking about kind of the way that you first envisioned your character, because I know that you were given a note very early on in auditioning that was, don't play to the time period of when your character died 500 years ago, play to the idea that he has continued to live for 500 years and is living with other ghosts who are more modern than him. And so what would that look like? Which I think is such an interesting challenge to come up with what is kind of the characteristic and what are the main traits of this character? And so how did that inform the way that you started seeing who he was even during that initial audition process?
1: Yeah, um, well, automatically I fell in love with uh, the idea of a right when I auditioned because the, on the casting notice, it says like, just use your normal accent, like your normal voice. And when you're auditioning for a Native American character from the 1500s, it's usually not the case. Um, and so I was already like, I'm interested to what this project is. I'm very interested. Um, and uh, yeah, right off the bat, after um, after booking it, I had a good conversation with the Joes and with our director, Trent O'Donnell. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were we were all all of us were just trying to figure out who he was still, because there's no counterpart to the BBC version for him. and He's kind of Very different. He's different uh, tone and everything kind of from any character in the BBC version. He's a little bit drier, a little like uh, not as uh, eccentric and big as a lot of the other ghosts. Um, And so it's been it's been fun to really uh, discover who he is along with them. And and uh, yeah, every week, every episode we shot would be like, oh, that's funny. Oh, let's try this. Oh, let's try this. Uh, So it's been uh, a definitely different process from what I'm used to because I'm from theater where um, you know the beginning to the end um, right off the bat. And so this it's like, we don't know exactly where he's going, but we're just, you know, along for the process. So it's been really nice to be involved in that uh, creative process.
0: And with all of your extensive experience in theater, it's obviously structurally, like you said, very different in terms of how you're making the show, not having the beginning, middle and end but do you find that there's certain parallels in terms of it's very much an ensemble piece and and almost kind of like the idea of like a theater company, especially as you spend more time together and really get to have a lot of time to have conversations about characters as you continue shooting through the season?
1: 100%. You know, it actually does feel like um, a play sometimes because I'm wearing the same outfit every episode. So it's like I'm going to you know, the theater every night and wearing the same outfit. Um, and, and in in addition, uh, most of the actors in the show are theater trained. They all come from theater. So it's been nice to really have this amazing, um, cast, um, that I feel so safe in and, and we're all just playing off each other. It's, it's so much fun. Like I have dreamed about being in a show like this and, Yeah, it's it's every day is uh, an adventure and it's so much fun.
0: Yeah. And this was the last character that they cast out of the ensemble of ghosts as well. And so, you know, I know other people had longer waits to kind of hear back on their characters or got the job a little further before shooting. And for you, it sounds like within the space of two weeks, you auditioned, did a callback, got the job and went into production on it. Um, And so I was really interested in, in how that informed the way that you went into the show to shoot the first episode and having to be very instinctive and making a lot of character choices. And then kind of following that had a little bit more time To really go a little bit deeper and uncover more layers.
1: Yeah, you know, that was a really difficult part about it for me because I usually have, uh, you know, like months to think about a a character or, uh, you know, to make choices and do research and all this. And I had about, I think, four days from the time I was cast until I was on set. And so, and I was like driving down from Oregon where I was living because I couldn't fly. So I was just like listening to podcasts and all this stuff about the Lenape culture because you know I'm not Lenape, but um I wanted to do some research and, and all this stuff. And you know, and uh yeah it was it was pretty interesting. I I definitely was working along with a uh, Trent O'Donnell our director uh for the pilot and uh and the Joes about you know we just got to make strong choices and then um justify it later kind of a thing you know that's why um you know, using my normal voice, some people are like, I don't understand. Why is he using his normal voice? And it's one of those things that, like, okay, we will justify it later. We will figure out the justifications. But for now, this is the choice I want to make because I want to go against this, you know, stereotype that uh, for so long with Native people in film and TV have been just like, you know, uh, Living in the past and all of this stuff, and I'm like, well, he's been dead for 500 years. I'm sure he would have learned English, and his English is probably going to be better than anyone else's because he's been watching all these other people speak and other things. So, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting process of uh, making choices and then figuring out the justifications for those.
0: And in terms of the character as well, I've I've heard you mentioning a lot John Timothy, who's the native writer, who's working in the writer's room. Um, And does that also kind of as an actor, because there's someone in the writer's room who's already having conversations and advocating for why certain choices need to be the way that they are for a character. Does that kind of free you up to really focus just on the craft more so than you sometimes traditionally get to on a project?
1: You said it, that's it. It really frees me and makes me feel really safe. Um, because I don't feel like I need to be that voice. You know, there's already that voice in the writer's room and he's such an amazing writer and a hilarious comedian. He's so good. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he and I have had some good conversations about it, and it's just nice to have like his voice in the writer's room. It's so important. Um, and in addition, we have an amazing Lenape consultant by the name of Joe Baker, who again is another voice um, that I don't need to be uh, because sometimes as a as an actor, um, you know, uh, whether I'm you know being a native character or I'm playing an Asian character or anything, like it's your you, you tend to be the consultant. Like sometimes a writer would be like, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm not Lenape. I have no idea, but, but I think this, you know, in a, in a very pan Indian or, uh, you know, holistic native idea like this would be respectful, but that's not, you know, that's not my, uh, my tribe. I don't know. So having Joe Baker there, it's been really great. and made me feel so much safer. And so, yeah, just having this kind of like native team has been really cool.
0: Yeah, you know, and obviously you were talking before about you're wearing the same costume in every single episode, and there's kind of almost that theater element, but it also means that you can't really rely on costume in a continued way throughout the series in the same way that you traditionally would be able to, is like, way that a character is expressing themselves um Mm -hmm. you know and similarly you don't have the ability to to use props and so there's a lot of external elements that sometimes as an actor you really get to bring into your performance um that none of you playing ghosts in the series can really utilize in the same way and so how do you think about your performance a little bit differently with that in mind
1: yeah actually it's been such a different process like i you know as an actor you want to use set pieces you want to you know use props yeah and wardrobe is such a big part of 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 you know what you're feeling and so it's yeah it's a little different but it definitely adds to it as well of like it adds to his frustration of being stuck in the same outfit because know he's a guy that loves pop culture he loves reality tv i'm sure like if he could he would he would switch up his outfit you know um you know he loves what he wears but he's like yeah i want to try on some skinny jeans and uh you know like some ripped jeans or something or some overalls like you know i think i think he's uh he's got that kind of uh (laughs) for lack of a better term that that kind of vibe (laughs)
0: And with that that aspect of him where he really loves pop culture, you know, that episode where it's him and Thorfinn obsessing over reality TV was really great because it also within your character with Susapsis kind of shows that way that he kind of goes into a lot of situations with a lot of, Cynicism as his armor, and then kind of he's like, "Oh no, actually, I really like this," and now I'm going to admit that I like this. Um, and so, do you find that there's a lot of instances in the show like that that really allow you to look at the cynicism, the kind of like protective armor that he has as a character, and then how you're going to break that down in different moments?
1: Definitely, I think the cynicism is something that um, that, in, in my opinion, really grew the longer he was in this purgatory, you know, longer he was there, it just became more and more and stronger and stronger. Um, but he he has such a good heart, you know, he really cares. Otherwise, if he didn't care about all the other ghosts, he would leave and just sit out in the in the yard all the time and not hang out with everybody. But yeah, he chooses to be there and he chooses to be cynical. And so I think it's it's just a a defense mechanism that you know i i know that i sometimes fall into as well so uh yeah it's just it's important to realize and it's been fun like this new episode that's coming out in a couple days it's it's fun to uh it was fun to really dive into what he cares about and what he's passionate about because you know we all realize that people who are cynical also are passionate about things you know and are also excited about things so yeah
0: And with the idea that he's been in this purgatory for 500 years, you know, I think, especially with the fact that we've all gone through an experience of of being in a limited space for a few months, you know, imagining 500 years of that is just astronomical to comprehend. And how did you kind of take those first few scripts and and look for those details that the scripts give about what is their day-to-day been before Samantha and Jay show up? Because, you know, we get little inklings as the series goes on, like, okay, you know, they may have spent an entire evening, someone describing what meatballs are and what they taste Mm -hmm. like and what they look like,
1: Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and
0: now they have a little bit more excitement, but how did you kind of map out for him as a character? What have these 500 years been like, and what has been that day-to-day experience for him?
1: Yeah, you know, I definitely thought about what it was must have been like with him and Thor for about 300 years or, you know, 200 and something, 200 years, uh, just alone together, sitting out, um, you know, hanging out in my wigwam or just out on the land. Like, I think it's so funny to think about that time period of the two of them together and their ups and downs that they had and, you know, the language barrier that they had and trying to teach each other. Like, I think that's so fun to think about. Um, But yeah, it, it definitely, I, you know, before Sam and Jay get there he was pretty just over everything um, and i was able to really harness harness the uh energy that i had during the pandemic because it was um as you know for everyone else it was pretty frustrating and um, as an actor it was just dry and um hard to figure out what i wanted to do and you know how to go on and all, all that stuff and um so i think it was it was uh, definitely brought a lot of that energy to it
0: Yeah. I also like the fact that the stakes within these characters' worlds are very different from the average day to day. You know, the idea of the TV not being left on when Sam leaves for a few days, that's a huge deal in their world because they've gotten accustomed to it and they have no ability to turn the TV on themselves. And so when you go through the scripts, how are you determining, Okay, what are the stakes of this situation to my character because of this very unique bubble that he's in?
1: Yeah, I think that's an interesting point of like the stakes for so long were so low for Sasapis. And that's why his energy was just so low, because there's no life and death. Literally, there's no life and death. And there's no uh, there's no nothing that he's really, really cared about until Sam and Jay came in. And now he cares about TV, he cares about food, he cares about all these things. Um, and it, it really raised his energy and it raised the stakes so much. And I think uh, it definitely adds to the to the comedy.
0: and with the comedy as well you kind of also get to play with with the side of him where he loves kind of creating the mess a little bit as much as he Mm. loves observing it Um, like the episode where he overhears Sam and Jay talking about Pete having a crush and rather than keeping that information to himself or talking to Pete he brings it up in front of the entire group Um, and so do you find that as a character there's a lot of instances where it's like okay here's here's the plateau in the situation of the episode and here's how he's going to try and escalate it a little bit
1: Oh, yeah. You know, again, he's just so over everything. And he's like, oh, this is one way I can actually entertain myself. That's great. Let's just uh, let's start a fire right there and see what happens. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And you also get to play, you know, he's a very observational character as well. Um, And he's very kind of like astutely watching everybody a lot of the time. And especially because you have all these great ensemble scenes with everybody. Sometimes you're playing more to the foreground. Sometimes it's a little bit more in the background. And so what's the experience of, of filming those scenes and how you like to approach them, particularly when it's the moment where he's being a little bit more observational and just kind of taking everything in, but making sure that you're still exploring your character on screen and the audience are getting little kind of subtle details.
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, those scenes are just me watching my friends crush it. Like that this cast is so talented. It's it just sometimes I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm acting." "Oh my god, I forgot I was acting for a second because I'm just watching these amazing actors um just be hilarious and 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 constantly I have to remember that Sopi does not think it's funny. Uh, so Thomas is not uh, would not laugh right now, but Roman is trying really hard not to laugh because it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, there's just so many. Uh, the cast is 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 so talented. Um, so, but yeah, it, it definitely helps me um, to just yeah observe and 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 enjoy being in that presence of all the you know amazing excellence.
0: Yeah. And when you have a cast of that size as well, and you're getting to do so many scenes together, it's such a great opportunity to really watch how everybody works in their own unique way and how they approach their craft and, and to kind of learn from that. And have you, have you found that there's elements that you kind of pull into your creative process from what you've watched the rest of the cast do, or that there's just things that you've learned from watching them so much?
1: So much. It, it honestly, like, it has been a masterclass this first season uh, because I've never been a series regular before. So I never, you know, I've been a guest star, but being a guest star on a show is just so different. Uh, being able to come week after week and just work with the same people, um, you learn so much. Um, I've, I really, I feel like I learned so much from Rose um, McIver. Just watching her is a full-on masterclass every week. She is such a pro. The way that she you know, if, you know, if she didn't get what she wanted, she's assertive and she she gets it. And then she's like, it's good. Like it's, it's so technical, um, that, and it's something I don't think I've done a lot of work with. It's, it's just very technical, but also so, um, it's so emotional and she is just incredible, um, everyone in the cast. And so it's been really fun to to watch everyone work. And I've definitely adopted a lot and, and stolen a lot of their techniques for sure.
0: And what Rose has to do as well, in terms of the dynamic with Sam being able to see the ghost, but Jay not being able to, and kind of playing to both of those dynamics in a scene. And then even the fact that Jay's playing a scene to, you know, people that aren't in the room all the time, but some of the time they're there, but he can't even make, contact or allow himself to look at ever so slightly mm-hmm. at any details is so impressive and um was it kind of easy for everybody to find that dynamic at the beginning of who can see what who knows what um you know or was it something that has really finessed as the episodes have gone on you
1: know i i don't know like honestly you know watching good Crush and rose they have been just yeah. amazing since day one they're they're incredible actors so i have been, you know seen any change because they've just started at such a strong point but of course yeah we've all gotten a lot more comfortable with uh with everything um but yeah it's amazing to watch rose deliver these these scenes to all the ghosts and then do the whole scene again with all the ghosts gone in like a wide so that it looks like they're not that she's talking to no one like it's 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 amazing yeah
0: And with that idea of obviously spending more time on the show, this being your first time that you're a series regular on something and that idea of just like how it just makes you more comfortable with the entire process and you have a different relationship with your character. What are kind of some of those intimacies that you feel like you have in your relationship with your character or things that you've just become more comfortable with or skills that you feel like you've become more adept with because of it?
1: Hmm. Well, I will say, I feel like I've learned a lot from Sasapis. I think he has this mentality that he doesn't really care what other people think um at least he puts it on at least that's what he puts on um but uh i think it's something i've been trying to adopt because he's just so whatever you know and he will say whatever comes into his head he will he will challenge someone at a you know challenge isaac right off the bat he's not afraid to uh to start something and and i and i really respect that Uh, i think that's something that I uh, I I haven't been great with in my life I'm such a people pleaser and so it's been fun to kind of dive into a character that you know really doesn't care about people pleasing he's he's does the opposite you know which is really fun uh, and yeah he's just a confident guy and he's just uh, again very over everything but um, yeah I it's been it's, it's always fun to dive into a character and to really learn from them and 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 see the parallels you have because at the end of the day you know we're all humans and we have so many similarities between all of us Um, and we 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 may seem like we are very different in many ways but in the end at the end of the day we're all incredibly similar.
0: I also really appreciate that you've talked a little bit um, previously about this role and just the pressure that naturally comes with taking on any role, but there's also the added aspect with this where, you know, there's the original UK series. And so people Mm -hmm. maybe can't come in with a little bit of an expectation to that first episode. You know, the the pressure that sometimes comes with representation on screen as an actor as well, Um, you know, and for you, when you kind of navigate those different types of pressure as a performer, as an an actor, because it's such a natural thing on every single new project, Project because you're always going into new situations. What's kind of your space that you create for yourself to navigate that?
1: Yeah, you know, I feel like I definitely felt a lot of that pressure going into mm-hmm. shooting episode two when we were shooting in Montreal. Um, it was just, you know, there was a lot of excitement around the show. It was, you know, uh, there, there there was a lot of talk, which was really exciting, but also adds a lot of pressure. Uh, but I think the, the best part to... To combat that is um, is really engaging with your scene partners and just listening to everyone. Like having Rose um, really being such a rock, and I would you know ask her questions and all this stuff. And it's just so much about like being with your 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 cast and and your people. And I think they really helped ground me and made me feel like, hey, you know, we're, we're here, we're doing the thing. Like don't worry about what's happening out there. Like we're right here, and that's what matters. Um, and I think it was really, really interesting to be in Montreal to shoot because when you're in LA, it's kind of like all of that talk and all of the media, it's like all around you. You can't really escape it versus in Montreal. Like, you know, no one knew what ghosts was, (laughs) you know, like no one knew it was just kind of like a, it was just a job, you know? And I think that was really helpful because it just was like, okay, I'm just going to work you know, I'm just going to go have fun. And that's it. And uh, all those external pressures felt so far away.
0: Well, it's been, it's been genuinely such a pleasure watching your character and your performance on the show. Uh, You know, Sasavsis is such a joy to watch week by week. So I really, really appreciate you sharing all of this. So thanks so much, Roman.
1: Of course. Thank you uh, so
0: much for having me.